super unhelpful. It's not very helpful. You are it's correct. It's completely unprofessional. All right. So. Wow. <laughs> okay. I don't think I can work like this. <laughs> you know what? It's good that That's I. That's it. It's, it's good that it's not work. Well, I quit. <laughs> That's right. I'm gonna go. This is the last episode of the podcast. No, that's that's we got right. further than I thought we would. No, all right, we can we can get into it. Okay. Do you uh, okay? Oh, you know what? Here, I, I've yet to nail the intro, so l- let me give it a shot. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to Drunk Duck Cinema Club. <laughs> We're here at the pond doing our bi-weekly podcast. I'm your host, Michael Puglisi. And I'm your other host, Allie Darling. This week's movie is Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, the best bad movie you'll see all oh, year. Ooh, best bad movie indeed. And it is a bad movie. I mean, let's say that. It's, it's a silly movie. It's objectively bad. It does not take itself seriously. The best criticism I saw of this movie was not even a criticism, and it was... Eventually, Tucker and Dale becomes the stupid movie it aims to mock, but the journey there holds plenty of appeal. <laughs> okay, fair like, enough. Yeah. It does kind of feel like a SNL or Mad TV skit that goes on for like an hour and a half. It honestly, it is. It is a very like tropey, like campy movie, but it's just well made. It's well done. Yeah, like, like honestly, it was better than I thought it was gonna be. Like yes. I thought this was gonna be like scary movie four kind of level but it sticks with you at the very least whereas most of the time they just kind of roll off you yeah i find like it's kind of like a cabin in the woods where it's like it's good it's so good that you'll remember it but not good enough for you to think like what a great movie like yeah no no it's just like a silly quirky kind of fun movie it's got its own kind of little character going yeah yeah, exactly. I, I would definitely like I would recommend it to people. Oh, like, yeah, I like, recommended oh. it to like so many people because I'm like, it's not horror. It's pretty funny. Like, yeah. you'll probably recognize some of the actors like and it's very silly and like easy to follow, too. So it's pretty much you can recommend it to anyone, even if they're not a big movie fan is what's nice. I think so. It's a good one for like around Halloween, too. Yeah, because it's like horror theme, but still like it's light fun. Yeah, it's light. Yeah, very gory, but quite light. Yeah, it's uh, it's got some blood in it. It's the first movie <laughs> that we've done that actually showed us up in. Uh, I found it on a parents review website where what? they review where basically parents go on this website and review it for whether or not it's a family movie like that you can watch with your kids. Oh, okay. So it's like basically they'll do something where they'll say, "Oh, this movie is like." good because it has the like don't judge a book by its cover thing but it's bad because it's like really gory and like this is how you can like talk to your kids about it and stuff and i was like what the fuck is happening so (laughs) they they were in universe then get the idea of the the person on the cover with the chainsaw it may may not be for uh kids but anyhow all i'm saying is it's obviously accessible to people accessible Indeed. Came in a two-pack with uh, The Cabin in the Woods, right? Yeah, like a two-pack that's, how DVD. that's what I had it. Nice. Yeah, and it's uh, awesome. Okay, well, let's get into it a little bit. So, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil is a 2010 horror comedy directed by Eli Craig, starring Alan Tudyk and Tyler Labine as Tucker and Dale, two good-natured hillbillies. Through a series of misunderstandings, a group of college students on a camping trip come to believe that Tucker and Dale are murderous hillbillies bent on picking them off one by one. So director-writer Eli Craig wanted to put a romantic comedy spin on the backwoods killer horror trope seen in movies like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, 
do you have much experience with this kind of like subgenre of horror? The like backwoods killer or like murderous hillbillies? I've seen a few, but I feel like if you see one, you've seen them all, right? Yeah, I, maybe, maybe you're right. Because I was thinking like, I haven't really seen a lot of those movies, but like I felt very familiar with the trope yeah. despite that. I feel like they're also like the most common tropes. Like one of the things I read was uh, Tyler Labine like interview about the movie when it came out. And he said, it's, it just seems so obvious. He said, everybody who watched it was like, wow, like why hasn't this been done before? Mm-hmm. Like just taking that trope and flipping it upside down. Cause it seems like he's like, it's so obvious and seems like such a good idea, but they just happened to do it first, which I think is the thing. Like everyone's so familiar with those tropes that it's like, why isn't there like a meta movie about it? Yeah. Which is what this is. It's something easy for people to get behind because it's yeah. something something they recognize. Exactly. So Eli had experience working as an outward bound guide, taking groups of children out into the wilderness on camping trips. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, and then he wrote like, this movie. Yeah. What well, a murderer! And oh, he definitely killed some kids. I, he seems like a nice guy, or, charming. You know, or you know what? He probably just witnessed how clumsy children are and thought, you know what? These kids could easily die out here. Well, he was saying he just <laughs> noticed that they were always like freaked out that there was somebody lurking in the woods. Yeah, like, freaked waiting out by nothing. to attack them. Yeah. Dumb kids. I mean, this movie would tell you that that is true. That's true. It does kind of teach you that, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there will be people in the woods waiting to uh, murder you. Yeah. Um, so Craig began production on his feature debut, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, in the summer of 20. 20- uh, 2009 in Calgary, Alberta. I know, in Canadian Calgary. Canadian movie. Holy yeah. shit. I also read that they did the production in New Brunswick or something after. So like oh, it was yeah? mostly made here. Like the post-production was here as well. Oh. Up in the frozen north. Canadian pride. Yeah. So the movie premiered at the 2010 Sundance Film Festival and uh, end up re- ended up receiving a limited release in the United States and later made its way to streaming services. And by the way, this is the fourth movie in a row where we've covered somebody's uh, feature debut. Oh, really? Funny enough. Oh. And our first episode, Mandy, that was his second movie. Oh, that's true, eh? So we're, we're catching people early in their careers, funny enough. That's true. I didn't think of that. Yeah. I bet they're never going to make anything else. He's made one movie since this one. So you know what else he's done that I stumbled across? He directed the pilot for the new Zombieland TV show. No shit. Yeah. I didn't even know they're making a TV show. I know there's the it's movie. It's coming out. Or it's out already. It's cu- it's new. There's new Zombieland something. It's a movie. I think there's a TV show. Really? I don't know enough about it. I didn't watch it. I just read that. That mm. could be true. That could be fake. Fake news. Yeah. So. <laughs> you heard f- it here. <laughs> first. Spreading Or diff. maybe second. I don't know. So the film follows Tucker and Dale as they head up to their new summer home, a Mm -hmm. rundown log cabin cabin. in the West Virginian wilderness. Kind of looks like something out of the Evil Dead. Yeah. Um, On their way, they cross paths with a group of college kids at a gas station on their way into the woods for a camping trip. The college kids are immediately frightened by Dale's horribly awkward attempt at making small talk with them. The hilarious smile and laugh scene. <laughs> Can you do the laugh? <laughs> I Did, can't, but it's awful. <laughs> he, he gives he gives them that the advice, right? Just you know what, Dale, you can go up, you can talk to you those pretty anyone, girls, yeah. you can talk to them. Just whatever you say, just make sure you smile, smile and, and laugh. laugh. Just like would have been better if you didn't. <laughs> would have been. Oh my god! And my favorite, my favorite fucking 
line in the whole movie is when Dale is eventually talking to the chick and yeah. he's like, I should have fucking known, or he doesn't swear. He says, I should have known that if a guy like me ended up talking to a girl like you, someone would end up dead. <laughs> You're just like, oh. Like, oh man <laughs> come on chin up i love yeah. how uh tucker is always just being like you can do this man. don't worry champ come you're on man good, you're a catch yeah you're a goddamn catch well, he, at one point he says something to him like you're not as ugly as you think you are yeah, and you're not <laughs> as ugly as you think oh my god okay so later that night after the encounter at the gas station one of the college kids, Allison, hits her head on a rock while going skinny dipping and falls into the lake unconscious. Tucker and Dale rescue her as the other college kids look on from a distance in horror, thinking that Allison's been kidnapped. Allison quickly comes to understand that Tucker and Dale are friendly. Meanwhile, Chad and the other college kids overhear Dale talking about beating Allison at chest and think he's been torturing her and yeah. is planning to murder her. So the teenagers, led by the unhinged uber douche Chad, plan a rescue, and their attempts repeatedly end in them killing themselves accidentally. Yeah, they start accidentally getting into these horrible situations. It's very Final Destination style, where it's, like, super unlikely, but, like... But always, like, self-inflicted. So you can always see it coming. So there's the one kid who he... He's running away from Tucker, who's swinging a chainsaw in the air because he's, he's being attacked by bees. Because he's being attacked by bees, and the kid yeah. runs into a branch and impales himself. I read that guy had to do his own stunt for that, and he said it hurt like a bitch because he was oh. on like a what was essentially a super long rubber band. Okay, so that he would stop dead like that. And he oh. said that all the way up until the day before the filming of that scene, he was told that they had, they had a stunt double. And then the day before they were like, actually, you have to do it yourself. So he was like, okay. I mean, he said it hurt like a bitch. Because he must be just running into like a flat like stump, right? With like maybe a bit of like. I think the way they did it was, and I'd have to go back and read it. But they, I think what he said was that he was just on like a big rubber band and he's supposed to sort of run into the edge. And then uh, because the scene where he's got it like sort of behind him. Like, I don't know if when you're watching it originally, you can see it go through him right away. Okay. I think you see him hit it and then it's like him being impaled or whatever. Okay. So, but either way, he said it was very painful. Do you have a, a favorite death out of all the way the college uh, kids die? Favorite one. Probably that kid that gets him, that shoots himself in the face with the gun. <laughs> I was right? going to say the same thing. And he's like, he's trying to shoot Tucker and Dale. Yeah. And Dale's like, the safety's on the side. Yeah. And they're like, what? Why are you doing what? And then he like looks at it and you're like, well, he's fucking. like swinging it in front of his face. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah, that, was, that was a good one. Uh, close second, the kid who uh, jumps into the wood chipper. Right. Head first into the wood chipper. Yep. Yeah. Also great. Um, <laughs> Uh, so Chad is hellbent on killing Tucker and Dale because he believes his parents were killed by a band of murderous hillbillies back in the day. Um, when Allison tries to stop him, Chad turns on her. Chad, ta ch uh, Chad chases Tuck, Dale, and Allison up to an old sawmill where Chad's father is revealed to be one of the murderous hillbillies. Mm. What a twist. Yeah. You're half hillbilly. <laughs> like oh my god no so it's 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 that this kind of movie <laughs> mm. uh dale manages to incapacitate chad using a box of chamomile tea oh yeah the tea right because <laughs> yeah. he's super allergic yeah he has he has an asthma attack or an allergic reaction and uh falls out a window 
And that's kind of it. Honestly, if you are led to believe by the opening scene of the movie where the reporter and the other guy are walking through the house, it's Chad at the end that finds them. So he's not yes. dead at the end of the movie. No, he, he wanders the hills. Yeah. Um, like a true hillbilly. Yeah. That's what being a hillbilly is about, I bet. Wandering hills. And murdering goats. Si- murdering city goats. Folk. Billies. Goats? Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In, do you want to know about the history behind the word hillbilly? I do. Uh, so it's a combination of like hill folk and like Billy, which was like slang for comrade or friend or something. Okay. And they just kind of like stuck the two together. So it was originally a good thing. Yeah. I don't think it was always like a pejorative. Okay. So yeah, the more, you know, mm. um, but yeah, that's kind of the movie in a nutshell. Um, and so, okay. Drink wise. The first thing I thought of when I thought of hillbillies was terrible beer. No, actually it was like bourbon, just like a dude uh, sitting on a porch. What just about moonshine? Sw- yeah. Moonshine was a close second, but mm. I knew it wasn't going to use moonshine. So I thought, so Oh man, I should do something with like bourbon. And then mm. I was like, wait a second, do hillbillies actually drink bourbon? And I checked it and I was like, no, they drink whiskey. Yeah. Um, prejudice. And I was like, well, what, what can you do with whiskey? Originally with bourbon, I wanted to do an old fashioned. I was mm-hmm. like, oh shit. I mean, bourbon's kind of whiskey, but anyways, you can make old fashions with all kinds of whiskey. So that's, so that's what you've done. We've, we've ended up with an old fashioned kind of a variation. Originally I did try to do something with beer. I tried to yeah. do a shandy, which shandy. is, that's beer and like a kind of soda, usually like a lemon soda or something. Okay. I tried to do that, but it tasted awful. Oh. So I didn't do it. Maybe it's because I was Shandy. using Paps. I don't know. I mean, I'm, yeah, you started with about something bad. It's the, when the base ingredients is Paps. Yeah, you're pretty fucked. <laughs> but anyways, so for this drink, it starts off like your typical old fashioned. You take a sugar cube, stick that in a glass, saturate it with some bitters, mm-hmm. add a dash of water, muddle all that stuff together, fill the glass with ice, and... Then you add your a bourbon. The, this drink has one and a half ounces of bourbon. And then as a little spin on it, we add some liqueurs in here. We have half an ounce of cherry brandy and half an ounce of Cointreau, an orange flavored liqueur. Mm. Stir all that shit together and you have uh, our drink here. All right. You want to try it? Cheers. Wait, okay. I'm going to try it. I don't usually like old fashioned, so. Oh, that's not bad. I uh, like it. Yeah. yeah. That's good. It's uh, pretty sweet. It's sweeter than your typical old fashioned because yeah. it still has the same amount of like sugar, but then also the cherry brandy. Yeah. Which really helps to sweeten it up. If you wanted to do something kind of similar, but less sweet, you could use uh, a maraschino cherry liqueur. Okay. Which is cherry liqueur, but it's not as sweet as brandy. Huh. But uh, that was originally what I was going to use, but I couldn't find any in Ottawa. So that's kind of... uh, So now we have a sweeter drink that I like more. Yes. Hmm. Good. (laughs) Um, So for names, let's see. Um, I went through, I guess, a couple. The Old Hillbilly. The Old Hillbilly? (laughs) Old Hillbilly is not bad. I went through a few. I I had Smile and Laugh. Yeah. I had Mm -hmm. Suicide Pact. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wood Chipper, Crazed Chad. And then I was going to, the one I had uh, that I liked the most out of those was Appalachian Old Fashioned. 
because mm. Appalach- the Appalachian Mountains is like classically where the hillbillies yeah, and come it is from. In, it is partly in Virginia. Yeah, like the trail is in Virginia. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, what little- you call it an old Appalachian? Oh well, yeah, obviously going to do that. Mm. Okay, delicious. Well, yeah. It's a cool. bit of a variation and, uh, I don't know, people who are like really peculiar or not peculiar, particular about their old fashions are probably, peculiar. probably <laughs> Super peculiar people. There was a lot of like rage about like, you know, old fashioned, just old fashioned rage. Really? Mm. Yeah. People don't like it when you like mess with recipes mm. of, uh, drinks I found online. And I found some questions and get some hostile responses. I found a whole article too about why maraschino cherries are terrible and you should never use them for anything. Yeah. So that was a fun read. Yeah. Yeah. People will do that. I remember at one time I was reading, there was a web comic that I used to follow and I remember stumbling upon a website that somebody made that was literally just to criticize it. Every time they put out a new comic, they just like put out a disc comic for it wow that's petty yeah and i was like and then i looked back and i was like this has been going on for like a year like and they update three times a week like you've been like fucking on this it's like do you have a daytime job (laughs) clearly not but no the hate the hate is real all of the hate that i found for this movie was people just saying like it's not funny and i'm like yeah well if you don't find it funny then there's nearly nothing else in here for you you know i was like I was thinking about that today. It kind of reminds me of something like Trailer Park Boys where a lot of the time while I'm watching it, I'm not laughing out loud. But then when I'm like talking about it yeah, to somebody else, it's funny. I'm like, oh, shit, that was funny. Well, yeah, exactly. And I think it's just it's definitely doesn't take itself very seriously. So my I found a review of this movie where this person was just like, this is a super douchey indie film. And I was like, what? And apparently what they took away from the movie was that it was pushing like a liberal agenda being like, look at all these like, you know, PC like kids like going out and like, don't judge a book by its cover. And like, wah, wah, wah. and I was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's just a stupid movie. That's like just stupid. I, I did like not pick up on that. No, I was like, there's no like subversive, like lesson to learn. It's just like, it's literally like face value the whole movie through. I found. I, uh, yeah, I don't think there's really much, there's no much of a moral or agenda. I mean, no. th- there is the whole don't judge a book by its cover thing, but it's like, that's not much of a lesson. Like that's, you know, that like, was just to, it's just funny. It's just a yeah, coincidence. That's a misunderstanding. Like, that's where all the laughs come from. That's yeah. just to generate laughs. That's a dumb theory. Yeah. I'm going to, that's, you know what? That's my hot take. Dumb theory. Dumb theory. Dumb, douchey indie movie. And I was like, you know what? It isn't at all. But uh, yeah. You're dumb, douchey indie <laughs> movie. All right. Do you so, have any, any other theories? So there's, so the only other theory. Okay. And this is not so much a theory as it is an observation that I did not notice, but would like to rewatch it and see if I do. Apparently, every single scene, Chad's collar becomes more pop. <laughs> <laughs> really? Every scene that he's in, it goes higher and higher oh until the end of the movie where it's like touching his ears. <laughs> so that is apparently a thing. Okay. The other, the other thing, did you know that they were supposed to make a second one? Really? Mm-hmm. So Whoa. they announced that. So it's been like 10 years since this came out, I think. About. Yeah, 2010. Yeah. And uh, they were supposed to make a new one. I think it was announced in like 2012. And then it was talked about again in like 2016. And then it was finally talked about in 2017, where essentially it was 
they had the idea to make another one and then they were moving forwards. They had picked a writer. And then the last thing I was able to find was Tyler Labine, which is Dale doing an interview saying that they got the screenplay back and it was terrible. So they're probably not going to make it. Oh, really? Yeah. They said that like they hired somebody to do the writing and then they didn't like the screenplay they came up with. So they don't have anything to shoot. Okay, so it wasn't like Eli Craig came to them with this turd. It was somebody else. No, they got someone else to do it. I don't know why. Strange. Um, Yeah, but it basically says, like, they both basically said that they would be happy to do another one. They just don't know what it would be. Because they're like, basically, basically what they said was, like, the joke has already been told. So what is the next movie? Yeah, there is only one joke in the current premise. Yeah. I mean, what what more could you do with it, really? I, and I think the tentative working title for the second one was Tucker and Dale um, go to Yale or something. Like, So it was going to be some sort of like <laughs> thing like that where they go to like a city or oh, something. Okay, so instead of the college kids coming to them, they go yes. to like the college kids or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But I don't know. So it's it's possible. Like people still want one. I mean, I'd watch it. Oh, yeah. But I think they're basically like the other thing I read of them saying was him and Alan Tudyk uh, were basically saying we don't want to make a new one that sucks just because people want another one. Like we want it to be good still, which is. Yeah. So that was surprising to me. The other thing. Wait, do you have any theories? Uh, No, I can see your iPad, though. I was going to bring this up. Oh, my God. He looks like Justin Trudeau, bro. So, Chad, the uber douche, looks shockingly like... Like our prime minister. Like prime minister... Look at that picture. Justin Trudeau. They're the same person. Yeah, I know. I know. I noticed it. 10 years younger. I rewatched the movie this morning, and I was like, huh. I've seen this guy recently. Yeah. Yep. So um, he just happens to be Justin Trudeau. So I'm pretty sure this is actually what would happen to Justin Trudeau if he. If he loses the election. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what he'll do. He'll just become blood soaked and collar popping. I guarantee I could find a picture of Justin Trudeau with a popped collar. Oh, yeah. Easily. Like around when he was going to high school. He was doing that blackface stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blackface, Mm. pop collar, 100%. Yeah. So anyways. (laughs) Um, that I found hilarious. The other thing that is interesting, there's a Mm -hmm. few neat little facts about this movie that I came across. Okay. 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 So first thing, did you know that if you get the DVD, there is a 15 minute movie where the movie is basic. The story is basically told from the college kids perspective. Oh, really? You can watch. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So you can watch basically like their version of the movie where they actually look like our murderers. Essentially, Can you find it anywhere else? Can you find it like on YouTube or something? I'm sure. I'm sure you can. We should watch it. I would love to watch that. (laughs) It's only 15 minutes. Like I remember like the very first time you see Tucker and Dale is when they're driving past in their car. Right. And Dale is just kind of like slack jawed staring at him without like a shirt on. He's got like an overall with like one undone or something. Yeah, like, I don't, and a beer. Awful. Yeah, and just like, well, okay, it doesn't translate. In, no, slackjawed is the right description. He yeah. looks awful. Um, <laughs> so there's that. So that I definitely want to watch and should be hilarious. Yeah. The other thing is the guy that plays Dale when they're uh, talking about how they used to go fishing for frogs or catch frogs or some shit in the movie. Yeah. He talks about how he used to lick the frogs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And. Apparently he, so the guy that plays, uh, Dale was on the X-Files in 1996 and his character licks a frog. Wow. Yeah. 
that far back is quite the reference. Yeah. And apparent, but apparently the character he plays in X-Files licks a frog in the episode that he's in. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I guess this tech, this is a sequel. Yeah. It's a sequel. And sneakle. It's another sneakle. <laughs> Holy another sneakle. shit. Oh my God. I knew it. Um, and then the only other thing that I came across that I thought was interesting when I was reading about this movie was, so they talk about how the girl has Stockholm syndrome because yes. she starts defending the hillbillies and they're like, Oh, I've heard about this. Like she has Stockholm syndrome. So I was trying to read about Stockholm syndrome and try to basically, first of all, like Stockholm syndrome takes more than like five seconds to develop. I assumed I was like, yeah, it takes like hold hold on. You're telling me that Tucker and Dale versus evil did not have an accurate portrayal of Stockholm syndrome. I am telling you that except for the fact that when I looked up where Stockholm syndrome comes from, it is a similar event. All right. Similar length of time. So okay. that Stockholm syndrome came from an incident at a bank in Stockholm, Sweden, where the, Guys took over this bank, the robbers took over this bank, and they took a bunch of hostages. And then once the situation had been resolved, which was not like weeks, it was like, I think it was like a day and a half or something. Um, the peep, the hostages were so sympathetic to the robbers that they refused to testify against them in court. And that's where it came from was like, they developed sympathy for their like attackers, I guess. Okay. So... <laughs> In my mind, I was like, it takes more than a day to develop Stockholm Syndrome, but it actually apparently does not. Even though Stockholm Syndrome is like heavily contested psychologically as to like whether or not it's real. Right. People say it's more like, a, apparently it gets lumped into like tra- post-traumatic stress. It gets lumped into that and to like survival instincts and it doesn't actually get much of its own thing. I don't know. If only we had Allison here. She has a psych degree. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I, yeah. Don't you have a psych degree? What are you doing with yours? Uh, it's been a while. She was in college. I haven't, I, hmm. I'm not on trial here. Yeah. Okay. I am developing Stockholm syndrome. Also, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying, <laughs> trying to get into school. Um, no. So the other thing that I found out about, which I did not know is, did you know there is an opposite to Stockholm syndrome? No. What is that? Is that like, Helsinki Hmm. Um, syndrome syndrome. No. So it is actually called Lima syndrome Mm. for a similar event where I was close. I was half right. I don't even know what Helsinki is. What is it? Sweden is Sweden, Finland. Oh, well I'm pretty sure Lima is not in Sweden. I think it's South America. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. So apparently there was an attack or an abduction actually. Sorry. There was an abduction at a Japanese embassy where the abductors released most of their hostages because they developed sympathy for their hostages and let them go. So they're just like, man, these guys, these guys are freaking sweet. I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah, for, exactly. I, I'm sorry. You know what? You guys just, you guys go on. You ahead. guys got to get out of here. I'm very sorry for the inconvenience. But anyways, I didn't realize any of that. But all of those Stockholm syndrome and Lima syndrome are both developed in a matter of days. I always assumed it had to be like years that you would eventually develop sympathy for your captor. Or All whatever. right. So I but take it back. Tucker and Dale versus evil does have an accurate, accurate portrayal of Stockholm's. Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. So. All right. It should be shown. Um, and I feel like if you're going to trick class. somebody, you have to do it early on, right? Like what if they actually were murderers? They would have had to convince her right away that they weren't murderers. Right. Like, and if they wanted to convince her, they weren't murderers. They nailed it. 
I mean, yeah, board games is the way to do it. And it's breakfast. not like she ever saw them. She never saw anybody die. She just heard the stories of how they died, right? I think she saw the one girl get her face weed whacked off. Remember? Yes. She saw that. Yeah. Um, and then the blonde girl blew up the house somehow with her cigarette. Yeah, but I guess what I mean is, like, she didn't witness any of the murders, whereas, like, so when the people are finally saying, like, when they, they finally try to have that, like, talk yeah. with the tea, they're trying to say, like, they killed their friend, and they're like, no, we didn't, and it's like, really? She didn't see shit. That's true. And you know what? People, the, what's his name? The sh- sheriff or whoever, the police yeah. officer, he came on board pretty quick, too. He did. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, all right. Um, any other, uh, theories or things or factoids? That was pretty much it. There's not a lot to say about this movie. I think mostly because it's a pretty simple movie. Yeah. It's pretty like, you know, you see what you get, you get what you get. Yeah. There's no, there's no hidden liberal agenda. No, I mean, not that I could see in the like six times I've watched it. I mean, maybe it's just that nuance that we need to watch it six more times, Maybe, but I would rather not. Yeah. So let's get to, uh, the ratings for this one. So for uh, scares, we're going to give it one skull. Yeah. It's not very scary. It's really not. And even like the jump scare stuff, like you pretty much see it all coming. Like it's not scary. Yeah. I mean, it's such a like lighthearted movie that you're not really in the mindset to be scared anyways. It's broken up enough. Yeah, exactly. Um, For violence, we're going to give this one a four. It's very gory. It's uh, very, very little violence like person to person but it's really gory there's a lot of death i wouldn't call it disturbing violence it's still like done for comedic effect but yeah it's uh it's a lot of blood it's a lot of blood and it's a lot of things like oh you know so-and-so gets like a nail into his head and like whatever you know like it's not so-and-so blows his head off like it's very it's a lot of blood and it's like quite intense not ruin your life level of violence though no and it's not ruin your life and to me more what's like with violence, it's more about like the intent and like the unsettlingness of who's committing the violence. Whereas in these instances, there's pretty much no one committing the violence. No, it's, it's just an accident. Inflicted. Yeah. Dumbassery. Pretty much exclusively. Like there's a few scenes, I guess, where there's like some shoving and whatever, but like, eh. And then overall, we're going to give it three stars. Yeah, which feels low because I really like the movie, but I can't ignore the fact that it's just not. A great movie. It's just entertaining. Yeah, because so it's a great movie. It's one that I'd tell people about, but it doesn't really have rewatch value and there's not a lot of substance, I guess, to no, it. No, and it doesn't like hit my favorites list. It's like it's yeah. not something that if someone's like, What kind of movies do you like? I wouldn't be like this one. Like it's not it doesn't really represent like what I watch movies for or like what I like about movies. I just yeah. happen to like it. Agreed. So so there it is, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. That was uh, that was a great palate cleanser. Yeah. After uh, now we're gonna watch something crazy. Yeah, we should watch something uh, upsetting, wild. Yeah, yeah. we should. Yeah. Do, do you have anything on the top of your head that you're thinking? Mm, well, I did want to watch that movie. The fuck is it called? I sent you that thing. What was it? Do you remember? Oh shit! You did send me a thing. Let me find um, it. I did, uh, it's like some. I think it was something I'd seen recently. Yeah, it's like some creepy one. Oh, this is a this is it. Primer. Oh shit! You want to watch Primer? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's. Uh, we should watch something that's uh, doesn't have a happy ending. Let's watch something miserable. It's uh, it's a fucking wild ride. Yeah. Okay. All <laughs> right, we can we can do Primer. That'll be a fun one. Mm-hmm. Um, but all right, 
Um, until then, though, um, you can catch us on websites and interwebs. Everything's mm-hmm. at Drunk Duck Cinema Club. Um, we're working on getting the podcast on all the different podcast directories and platforms. Uh, but for the time being, you can always find us on Spotify and on our website. We're going to post some cool shit to the Instagram and mm-hmm. Facebook group and, uh, yeah, all that jazz. Yep. So don't stop quacking. <laughs> oh, no, God. don't like it. <laughs> I mean, I do like it, but um, it's bad. It's like Tucker and Dale. I like it, but it's bad. Stay quacktacular. Oh, that's worse. That's worse. I don't like that. All right. <laughs>